Matt Carstens are also here joining me, and we're talking about the Man of Steel this year, the new Zack Snyder joint, starring Henry Cavill, a British man, as the Superman. What do you guys think of this? What kind of movie was Man of Steel? Some kind of movie. <laughs> this is like pretty okay. <laughs> yeah. I was satisfied. You were, huh? Yeah. Sean seemed to be pretty disappointed. I was pretty disappointed with it. Could you uh, express your disappointment? I feel like with the Star Trek one, we kept putting off what was good about it, and then we never really explained it. So So you want to talk about what you liked about it first? Yeah, so why don't you guys tell me what you... I mean, Nancy, if you were satisfied, what, 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 what did you want out of a Superman movie, and how did it meet those standards? Um, I guess I'm I'm just not a huge Superman fan, so I don't really know a lot about Superman. I don't really care a lot about Superman. So as long as I see, I don't know. I really like the direction they went with General Zod and how, like, I got to see a guy similar to to Superman fight Superman, and so I thought that was pretty cool. Like I'm, I never understood the appeal of Lex Luthor because he's just a bald guy. Like he, I, I can never quite remember how he posed any threat to Superman. But uh, I was all about, I was all about the fighting and the action was good, you know, and it got me, it got me uh, not emotional, but I, I felt like it got pretty deep at times. I, I, I enjoyed the whole. The father relationship, and yeah, I, I guess, I guess I was satisfied because I wasn't expecting too much. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of liked the way the first half of the film was structured. I kind of like that they showed Superman in real time and kept cutting back to what he was like in childhood, mm-hmm. just because we've seen the superhero origin stories so many goddamn times now since a new superhero movie comes out every month so I like that they kind of did a new spin on it sort of even though at the same time I I felt kind of detached from the character in that way and that I didn't really quite see him grow into Superman as much so it's kind of more of a respect thing than actually I don't know if it actually worked in the film's favor yeah I, I another thing I really enjoyed was the um I never really thought about Superman growing up and having like to deal with all his <laughs> shit going down like at the same time when he was a little kid. Like I was like, Man, can you imagine having X ray vision, like how freaky that would be? <laughs> like how did he not just like straight up heat vision like the entire classroom full of little kids? <laughs> Yeah, they made him a bit more angsty in this one, I feel like. Like in the 70s Superman, I feel like all his 
younger scenes are kind of for comedic effect. Yeah. Like when he's running like side by side with that train, like his legs look kind of weird. <laughs> it's, it's kind of amusing how funny looking it looks. Yeah, because it's like clearly like he's like running in place and the like green yeah. screened it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, Henry Cavill was pretty ripped. Like, <laughs> Hella ripped. Like, he's not like even ripped. That. He's just like, like huge. Yeah, he's a big guy. My my friend leaned over to me during. He's like, "So you you going to the gym after this?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, maybe, maybe." Uh, I was just gonna say, like the the origin stuff. Did you understand, like? what they it, it started out like the traditional like it's because of Earth's sun but then it was like the atmosphere and then it's just like the air gives Superman his powers now no it was always the sun I don't think but, but this he was still in the same sunlight when he's on the ship yeah but I feel like the ship was I don't know. I didn't think too hard about it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think of that either. I kind of yeah. just accepted yeah. <laughs> whatever bullshit science they were yeah. throwing at me. It's fine. I mean, the, the whole fact that they acknowledge the sun is fine. That's fine with me. Whatever. Uh, that's all I know, so I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. And I mean, that's my question to you, Sean. I mean, I don't even know if, if you're that into Superman. Is it maybe because you're a Seinfeld fan? Like, do you have to be in Superman? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's why, but I've read a bunch of uh, Superman yeah. stories. So, so, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to, to get your... Uh, I mean, well, I mean, did it live up to Superman 64? Or? Um, yeah, it definitely lived up to my Superman 64. <laughs> <I expected. laughs> um, Although I was disappointed there wasn't a scene of Superman flying through a bunch of rings. That's <laughs> where the world ends if he doesn't fly through the last ring in time. Yeah, that did seem like it was missing something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I guess we're saving that for the sequel when they introduce Lex Luthor. Um, I, th- I feel like it started out pretty strong. Uh, I like the idea that like, Krypton maybe could have saved itself if it wasn't for this civil war that was going on. That made Jor-El an action hero, which was kind of weird, but I was I was fine with it, and I thought it was a pretty thrilling way to start the movie. And then, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm with Colin. I'm okay with them like cutting immediately to he's like growing up, he's grown up and, and trying to find his identity, because um, that's what um, that's kind of the territory that Superman Birthright, a comic, I would recommend covers is, is he's grown up and he's like traveling the world and using his powers to help people um but I never thought they went back and justified his upbringing as what, as what makes him a great guy and and part of that is because I think the movie did a really bad job of, of making Superman a really great guy I mean yeah, you never really got a sense of him connecting with human beings like seeing why he would want to save humanity it seemed like he just got picked on a bunch and then it just seemed like the right thing to do to help him well I think they wanted it all to to be based on that scene when uh, Pa Kent 
dies in the tornado to save the dog. But that was pretty late in the movie. It was, and it was so dumb. You didn't like that? I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I thought it was, I liked it. Superman is so fast. You just, <laughs> no one would have seen it. Uh, that's bullshit. He's not so fast that no one would have seen it. You don't. You underestimate the the unlimited nature of Superman's powers. But that's, I guess. I don't but know. You have to have some boundaries, Sean. If there's a tornado going on, I don't think people are really, like, cognizant of some guy that <laughs> ran really fast and then ran the other way. They're trying to save their asses. Well, they're all standing there looking. Not trying to get sucked up. It seems to be a trope to, like, they have to keep killing parents in superhero movies. Like, I guess because of Uncle Ben and Bruce Wayne's parents. It's like, let's just... Let's keep killing parents. That makes them better heroes. Makes them have, like, a dark past. And so, since Superman is the greatest hero, he's got to have three dead parents, more than (laughs) usual, too. (laughs) So, basically, but basically with that argument, you're just saying, like, any plot hole you can pick apart is, because he's Superman, he can do anything, he's so fast. Yeah, that's the thing, is, like, Superman has basically unlimited powers, uh, and they're not especially interesting powers, they're, like, it's a pretty basic power set. Uh, outside of freezing breath and heat vision, which didn't see any freezing breath in <laughs> this movie. Is that a we'll get this sometime. No, because it's weird. I guess it's just blowing so hard that you, I don't. I don't know. Uh, but a great Superman story, like, can't be about the fight. It can't be about his powers. It's got to be about who he is as a person. What makes Superman such an iconic hero is that he's, you know, he's a boy scout. He's just like a really, really great guy. He just loves everybody. He's totally selfless. He gives himself for all of us. And, and the best Superman stories deal with him trying to accept, you know, the horrible tragedy in his life and in the world and, and how, like even with all his powers, he, what what he envies are the regular people, and what he respects are, you know, the, you know the cop on the street is willing to risk his life to, you know, save a kid who's getting mugged. You know that's that's what Superman looks up to, and that's his story should be about hope and the inherent goodness of humanity. And instead, this just devolved into like basically invulnerable people ruining a city. So they could hit each other as many times as they possibly could. Lots of people flying through shit at yeah. high speeds. Hell into yeah! Bl- into buildings that explode. I got kind of old after a while. <laughs> it's like kind of cool the first couple times. Like honestly, this is the first time I can ever remember being like totally bored with what should be like an awesome special effects battle, just because. There are there are no stakes in a Superman fight. He's he's never going to lose because he's a god. Well, yeah, but at that point, so is Zod. I guess that's true. But I also at, by the time Zod fully has powers like Superman, it's you know you know, you know the movie's ending. Well, yeah, but you know that he's not going to die because it's a Superman movie. Like, I'm not buying that. You know, there's nothing at stake. Like, I know that the good guy is always going to win 100% of the time in these kind of movies. 
It's true. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to, to tell you. Like, Iron Man 3, I knew in the end he was going to win, but it was fun for me to watch all those suits fly around and blow up and stuff. But Man of Steel, maybe it was just because there was so much of it. Like, I feel like the entire back half of the movie is just action. Yeah. Because um, by that point, he had gone up to the base thing, like broken out, fought the lady and the dude, blown up another base, and then he was fighting Genozad. And there wasn't a break in between to heighten the tension. Yeah. Just the fighting just kept going on. I mean, for me, the superhero movies are always made or, or broken by how invested you are in the character and the depiction of the character. And I thought this Superman was kind of, kind of bland. He's just ripped and kind of stoic. And I don't know. I think maybe it hurt it. The fact that you didn't get to see him as Clark Kent, sort of more awkward and bumbling, which yeah. kind of makes him a little more endearing than, than just being this the ripped guy that could do anything, you know, there, there's a, I don't know. There's a more relatable quality when you see him as Clark Kent, which you don't until the va- the very last two minutes or whatever in this movie. Well, you don't think like the whole like bar thing and all that stuff. I mean, those are some nice little character touches. Yeah. But. Yeah, I agree. They don't, they don't, I, I they don't give you a ton to latch on. To. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's one thing. That's a complaint I have about almost every Superman hero movie that I want more of the just little montage kind of stuff of him doing his thing, you know, just like his everyday kind of superhero stuff, not just big fights. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. like, I'm, (laughs) I was not really satisfied with him putting the truck on the, whatever that was light post or whatever. I wanted him to like, like flick that guy and like throw him like through six buildings. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet, but yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah, that's why I like the Avengers. I feel like that movie is, even though it has so many characters, it gives them each enough little specific things that they're going through that it makes them sort of grounded. Yeah. And (laughs) this movie didn't really quite have that. Like, I don't know if you can really ground Superman. Yeah, I mean, like that would that, be a problem but, as well. But you can ground he's, Clark Kent. He's supposed to just be... He's supposed to feel inspired and safe and happy just any time he shows up. You know, he's supposed to make you feel all the warm feelings in the world. <laughs> uh, and instead, he's just like, gonna go punch people. It, it's... <laughs> To me, this movie is is missing the essence of, of what makes the character endearing, and it's really frustrating for me because I thought they got it based on the trailer, and then the movie didn't have that. Like the big speech in the trailer is is taken from All Star Superman, the 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 you know the you will be a symbol, and they will stumble and they will fall, but eventually they'll join you in the sun, and that message of of him being you know a symbol of hope uh which was pretty prevalent in the first half of the movie just disappears and and later you know it's like he beat up 
a bunch of people, and then like the soldiers are like, "It's all right, he's on our side." But it's not the same. It's. I just want there to be one like really good, you know, super bad movie without a without a big asterisk on it for me. And that first one is pretty close, so Dakota's got the most ludicrous ending of any <laughs> ever. Yeah, I like that first seventies Superman movie, even though it is kind of cheesy. But I feel like that's kind of the tone I would want out of Superman. It it should be the tone. And I feel like with this one they kinda tried to take it in the dark night direction where it is more gritty, but I feel like it just didn't quite fit. Like they weren't they couldn't quite commit to it because Superman is such a sort of hopeful figure. I don't know if it ultimately works. Um, yes. I I don't know. I also thought General Zod was not the most compelling villain, even though Michael Shannon's usually always a pretty entertaining actor to watch. Kind of just yelled a lot in this one. Yeah. Otherwise, I couldn't really complain about the cast, though. I think... Uh, it's all about the Battlestar Galactica representation. Yeah, you noticed that, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, they go to the, that Arctic base really early on, and like everyone there is Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, kept saying, I kept saying to the guy next to me who's never seen an episode of Battlestar Oh, that guy's in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> that guy's in Battlestar Galactica. Oh, that guy's from uh, Law & Order SVU. Oh, okay, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I like that they even had uh, Gata, like, kind of doing, like, the... The same thing. <laughs> sitting at the computer reporting stuff yeah. job. That's great. It's all about it. Well, they didn't... Um, they didn't sh- oh, I guess they did show his leg, so never mind. <laughs> Ah, I missed that show. What do you think of uh, their interpretation of Lois Lane? I don't really have a lot to compare it to, but she she seemed like too. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, whatever I say is just gonna sound idiotic. So. I'm done. <laughs> I thought she was fine. Yeah. I felt like they spent the first half of the movie like trying to make her a spunky, you know, true to the character, you know, she don't give a fuck, she's going to get the story kind of character. Um, and then she got, you know, pushed back into more of a damsel in distress role as she tends to be done to. <laughs> uh to be dead too, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, she's always like being thrown out of windows and, and Superman has to catch her. That's that's kind of Lois Lane's shtick. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like is there a point where she's not worried about falling to her death? Yeah. Well, in the <laughs> comics, yeah. Yeah. She's just like like cause like towards the end of the movie I was like, oh, she's falling again. I wonder what's gonna happen. Shoo. <laughs> And, and that's that's fine. Um, I it's it's an interesting choice to immediately let her find out who Superman really is. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to play out going forward, but it's probably fine. 
I don't know how many sequels this will get. Do you, I mean, did you guys get any sense that this is like their starting point for a Justice League franchise? No, I mean, I got I got the the Superman franchise feel, but I didn't get a Justice League. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, I feel like that endeavor it really. <laughs> I mean, what what other superhero movies have they done? Besides Batman, I mean, no one likes Green Lantern. Yeah, that's too bad. It's, uh, such an opportunity. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they're going to make a Flash or Aquaman movie anytime soon. <laughs> I I kind of wish they would not go the Marvel approach now. Now that we're into it, and seeing what their Superman movie is like, just make a Justice League movie. I think they should just jump straight to Justice League. I don't. I don't want to see them try to do Wonder Woman or something. <laughs> yeah, but that'd be so hot. <laughs> so hot. She wears pants now, man. <laughs> You'd be like Halle Berry, Wonder Woman. <laughs> She's already Catwood. Yeah, but no one remembers so, that. Ryan Reynolds played Green Lantern, even though he was already Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans played uh, Captain America, even though he's already Human Torch. Truth. I think they could do a Justice League movie because DC origins tend to be stupid and DC heroes tend to be bland. <laughs> so if they just skipped all that and I guess just got the fighting, but apparently that's all they really want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're such a yeah, jaded fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know... I think I'm fine with this movie, but what is really killing me right now is that this is like the 19th movie in a row where the ending is Transformers 3. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) Okay, can can you explain what you mean by the Transformers 3 ending? It's another movie where the bad guys are invading aliens. They come to the big city. They have this big pillar that shoots a laser down that fucks shit up. And it turns out their plan is something along the lines of turning Earth into their new home world. And so the hero, like, uploads some virus to it and then blows the thing up. It saves the day, but it's like, God. If I was Michael Bay right now, I would be stroking my ego so hard. <laughs> is that basically what Avengers was? That's basically what Avengers was. What else was there? I don't know, like G.I. Joe, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, does, does this movie make you feel luckier that you got what you got out of Batman? Yeah, it totally yeah. does. Um, I mean, I think that w- that was just one of those <laughs> the stars kind of aligned yeah. where they got the right director and the right actors and just everything they got the tone right everything just kind of lined up i mean i don't think you can expect you know series of that quality to just happen all the time with big mainstream blockbusters yeah well and i think batman is uniquely suited to hollywood adaptations like 
it's, yeah, if we're talking about Hollywood, like I'm, I'm realizing just right now that they're never going to make the Superman movie I want them to make, <laughs> even though they've they've made the comics. They could just take the comic and make it into a movie, and it would be beautiful. But they're never going to do that because they need to make one that sells a lot of toys, that sets up sequels. They can lock down a bunch of actors to come back and, and do those sequels as a big battle that everyone talks about. It's also weird that they can't make Superman sort of, I don't know, they can't make it sort of true to whatever the franchise should be. Like, I feel like all the Superman movies are sort of reflective of their times. Like, this feels very much like the Dark Knight, and the other one felt very, you know, sort of reflective of the superhero movies that were happening at the time, like Spider-Man, where it's a little more tug-in-cheek and sort of glossy. And then the 70s one sort of feels more like in the vein of a Jaws or Star Wars, you know, the, the blockbuster thing that was starting around that time. I don't know. That's a good point. That's just kind of how I felt watching this one. So did anyone else uh, get the Jesus vibe? Yeah. <laughs> I felt I thought it was <laughs> subtle enough. I don't know. I feel like they could have got over the top with the Jesus <laughs> imagery well, or whatever. I mean, there's just the one where he floats out of the spaceship. And then... The, then what really made me think about that again was when uh, when the uh, Zod chick was like, evolution always wins. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's oh, like, like evolution is evil and you're fighting Jesus? What? And Superman's <laughs> like, fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Creationism. Yeah, that's... You know what was also weird, now that you remind me, is why... Was there so much like blue collar product placement? Oh, there is like, so much like product IHOP placement. Like IHOP and IHOP. Sears and 7 Eleven. And U Haul. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had 7 Eleven gas stations. Oh, yeah. All right. Never seen one. They're around. I guess I should have just assumed. And then, uh, what else? So Nike, you're saying Nikon. this is... <laughs> yeah. Know, that's a blue and, and, color. And Nokia as well, as long as we're talking about really blatant product placement. Everyone had a Windows phone for Nokia. And LexCorp. <laughs> LexCorp's it's in everything these days. <laughs> and did you say you also spotted a Wayne Industries? Yeah, there's a logo. Wayne logo on a satellite. That's cool. It just I can't like imagine that that those two exist in the same universe. Like I know they do, but I I like I just cannot buy it. <laughs> like like everything Batman does seems trivial compared to fucking like huge aliens coming down and blowing up the whole planet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you always leave a note. Yeah, like Batman should be an inspiration to Superman if you do it right. But it's just never going to seem that way. 
it's always just going to be, look how strong he is. He can destroy an entire city in one fight and not even give a fuck. We better wrap this up before Sean kills himself. <laughs> um, well, so if you liked this movie, uh, I guess Transformers 3, one you should check out. <laughs> um, the first Superman's good. Uh, second Superman's good. It's, it's got Zod and, and his cronies. Uh, kind of the ones you you saw the most in this movie, you'd see it's the... Uh, the lady and also the big dumb dude who I, f- I feel like almost was a robot in this movie. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, outside of the realm of Superman movies, uh, I really know. You guys like this one? I mean, what, what, what did it, what did it remind you of? You know what it kind of reminded me of is also Star Trek 2009. Yeah, and I could see that. Aliens trying to get revenge. Uh, There's probably something out there. You, you can Google it. Yeah, they don't make superhero movies that often. But yeah. uh, I'm sure you can find one. So we that's the, that's the kind of movie that Man of Steel is. To do. And thank you. Listening, we'll do another podcast. Uh, hopefully, returning to the top 10 Thursdays format uh, next week, but uh, only time will tell. Oh, and by the way, one more thing that totally threw me off about the whole movie here we go. Was, uh, <laughs> this will unravel everything. Yep, so I never was taken out of the movie at all during all the alien fighting or any of that, but at the end of the movie, when he Decides, and we all knew it was coming. He decides to delve into the, you know, the prosperous industry that is print journalism. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing? I don't understand." <laughs> and as someone who, I like the score, was recently uh, kicked out of that realm. You know, it's. Uh, I just don't understand what he's doing with his life. Yeah, what a strange day to see this movie when I just got news that you had <laughs> gotten laid off from your newspaper job. And that's how, like, this movie ends on an upbeat note, is him going <laughs> to get a job at a newspaper. Strange, strange coincidence. Like, he's a stringer. He makes, like, $20 a story. Like, I, I don't know what that... Like, how can Superman survive in Metropolis like that? Uh-huh. Superman don't need no money. <laughs> All right, yeah, well. Alien technology. He's also super genius, which is never hinted at in any of these movies. <laughs> that his brain also operates much faster, is much more complex than ours. Well, let's wrap it up before we're interrupted again. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye.